Hey guys, what's up? It's Mike. Um, just getting the business out of the way. So I just wanted to thank you guys for listening. Please like and subscribe the podcast. And if you're feeling it, give us a nice review. We always appreciate that. That helps us out. Um, also, check out our Patreon right now. You get the dime bag episodes where there's no billion. I get to nerd out hardcore. I'll talk about stuff that would just be going right over his head nonstop. So check that out. There's also a video of him cleaning his bong, which he does a fantastic job about it. So, um, yeah, just go check us out. Check us out on Instagram at Grown Local Pod. And on Twitter, we got that rocking Grown Local One. Thank you, guys. Relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. Hey, what did you say about me in the cold open? I wasn't I listening. D- I did not say anything, buddy. You know I would never do that to you. Did you say that I wouldn't understand stuff in the dime bag? No, you're very intelligent. I'm okay with that. You you're... can tell the truth. I am intelligent about other things, but the stuff you guys nerd out, that's, it's like this episode that, that we're introing. There's parts of this episode where I was listening to it. I was like, man, I'm sorry I was there. <laughs> no, but it's I think... Cool. I think it'll be good for like the casual listener that I do interrupt several times. But like, I know enough now because of just doing this podcast where I was like really enjoying you guys' conversation now more than I was then. <laughs> well, and so, hopefully, like, when I would speak up, I was just like, God, shut up, dude. Just <laughs> let them talk. And I was like, oh, that's not, this is going to, they're going to have to dime bag this shit. Oh, yeah. Well, so we are talking about doing a dime bag with just me and our wonderful guest this week week uh mr dr fox meat mr dr fox meat um, oh, mr dr fox meat i think that, i think he deserves two formality <laughs> but yeah so we're going to get dime bag going where you, me and him just get to nerd out and just get to talk all the things it'll make more sense after you hear this episode you guys of what we're talking about like once you you hear it you'll be like oh they because they have a nice rapport too it's not just two dudes like trying to like yeah well what about this this and this or this <laughs> this and this yeah that's cool but what about this but these it's just a nice conversation that i ruined several times i help every now and then because you guys there's one point that it that i i was just had to be stern like you were children. <laughs> I did have to use my dad voice where I was like, fellas, you guys are not. You just got to slow it down sometimes, and that's quite all right. You know, that's what we're hoping with the listeners. They're you on this astral journey through the fourth dimension. And Some as... of them are way smarter than me, and they get irritated with me, which is righteous. <laughs> but that's what the Patreon's for. You get to go out and go to the dime bag and nerd out with me. Um, so that's, that's fine, a, too. All those are on the first tier, too. My video's yeah. on the second tier. We make it real easy for you guys. There's, you shouldn't be paying too much to listen to me nerd out about it because, yeah. honestly, 
I'd love to sit in a grow shop with you and talk for a couple hours about it. That's what this is. Exactly. It's fox meat who also worked in a grow shop, right? Yep. Worked at a grow shop and nutrient companies too, so. And then Mike, who you guys know, you've heard. That's me. And then they just start, and they're both like, they're both warm, uh, not fat, but bigger men. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so they're like, so like being in their presence, just period, is nice. And I've known him. I've known, I've known Fox, Foxmate for a while. Uh, but he's always been that cool. And then we got to see him walking into Chad's place, which is just he was our guide. It was the coolest thing ever. He was kind of just standing outside all top gunned out wearing a jumpsuit and i was just like oh shit and there's a wavy huge beard the type of beard that you expect all your weed growers to have honestly i mean in my book that's you have to look at least wizard adjacent to be growing some good weed yeah especially yeah well he is doing like kind of magic stuff that he explains and then you were like it's just a good interview i forgot how good that conversation was because we we were having so many that day when we were recording they, they kind of run together and then when i was listening to it again today i was like oh you guys this is such a good app <laughs> so good and then yeah we're planning on going back up to do southern humboldt so we're gonna have you guys nerd the fuck out and we hope everybody's okay and the fires are good. They seem to be calmed down. I've been kind of paying attention to what's going on up there. They seem to be dying down, but there's all, I mean, it's fire season, so you guys be careful. It's just kind of how tough. it is. I mean, everything's getting a lot more chill up here, but then we just had huge lightning storms. So it's like, oh shit, no. Which we That's... never have lightning storms out here. Insane. No, I wonder if there's like a larger event causing this. Anyway, <laughs> um, guys, get ready for Dr. Fox Meat. How do you, how do you prefer to be addressed? Uh, uh well, Doctor Foxmeat, just, just Foxmeat. Okay. I mean, in casual conversation, it's just Foxmeat. You don't have to. Bring yeah, exactly. Face. The doctor okay. part. And I mean, I can, I can go informal. Yeah, depending on what the situation is. If I'm checking yeah. your prostate, then please call me doctor. Yeah. No, I would, I would prefer that as well. Exactly. Um, it you, makes you feel safe and comfortable. That well, way. or just like you're getting what you pay for. Yeah. <laughs> So we ran into you at, where do you work? Uh, well, Humboldt Sacred Roots. Uh, it goes by Humboldt Taste Bud or Humboldt Sacred Roots. It's, I'm sure you talk to everybody there. There's like 20 people who own it, and it's in conjunction with other facilities. So yeah. the paychecks say Taste Bud, Humboldt Taste Bud, but Humboldt Sacred Roots is the 
facility I work in. Ah, uh, okay, got you. Yeah, there was, yeah, he was trying to explain it, and I just didn't care to listen because I was like, this seems like your own thing. You guys got it worked out. That's everybody that works there, same deal. We don't. Yeah. We don't give a shit. I enjoy what we do. Yeah. It was an impressive facility. Huge Thank place. You. Huge place. Huge, um, well-organized. Biggest mother room I've ever been in, I would say. Really? Oh, yeah. Then the biggest mother room I've ever been in. <laughs> well, and that, and so I didn't, I realized I didn't specify that that room that's flowering right now, that's, for the majority of the year, that's also a mother room as well. That's awesome. So you have a 200 light mother room and then... 112 lights in that mother room, thanks to Billy Wayne's math. I never, again, I never thought to add them up, but I think... Over 200,000 yeah. watt Gavitas in the facility. As a mother room. Yes. That's insane to me. My mother room is about, fits about 20 mothers in 15 gallon pots, possibly eight, four foot by eight bulb T5s. That's it. Oh. See, like, I'm. Like like I was saying the other day, like that makes me jealous. It's just like, oh man, if only, <laughs> if only it wasn't a thousand, thousand lights up in this piece. But yeah, no, we do run them at six hundred. And when we're doing, when we're doing just standard moms, we'll bust one row on for twelve hours. Another like so we stagger the rows. Yeah, yeah. So. <clears throat> How lo- how old are those mothers going to be before you put them out to pasture? About three months. That's when you're really getting, like, from the time that they've arrived uh-huh. to being full production. Are you talking about clones? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so see, we- I'm the how this how this system works is especially this episode. I can already tell we're <laughs> three minutes in, and you guys are like beep bop beep bop 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 nerd nerd nerd. So I know a little bit because I was there, so I can picture what you guys are talking about. But you're talking they're talking about clones and the way this works is I'm a dummy. So I'm for the audience. Yeah, a lot this. of the time the audience is like, Billy, say something. Help <laughs> us. And I'm like, Hey, I don't even know where to start, audience. Why don't you get off my back? Um, but you guys are talking about clones. That's where we're at. So, yeah, like the full like the full length of production for a mother plant that's going to be putting off viable clones. Yes. I mean, we can we've had so we're learning. This is everything is the cutting edge right now. More which, or less, yeah. <laughs> which I mean the bar for that's kind of low in the cannabis, you know, the yeah, cutting edge is <laughs> you're always on the cutting edge cuz That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said everything right now is the cutting edge because we're just learning it's so so we know so little and that's that's even new information how little we actually know is what i'm gathering from doing this podcast without a doubt no absolutely that's the coolest part too yeah so so what are you learning about because to me hold on let's get his background so we know who we're talking to here you how long have you lived in humboldt county I've lived in Humboldt County off and on. So I came here in 98 for the first time. I lived here for about... From where? From uh, Central California, Dixon, right outside of Davis, UCD. Gotcha. Um, Came up here in like 98 for the first time. 
And then I was only here for about three months, just kind of checking stuff out. And it wasn't until probably 2003 I started like coming up pretty regularly, uh, working for a lot of friends who had grows and stuff like that. Okay, I was going to ask, like, you just weren't <coughs> vacationing up here. You no, were. no. <laughs> yeah. The first time I was escaping a kind of a toxic relationship scene type deal that I was in. So. Yeah. A little so, reset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had a buddy who had a sister going to school up here. He's like, why don't you go check out Humboldt and... Get your head right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good place so, to do it. Oh, perfect. Good perfect. place to lose it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did a little bit of that, too. Yeah. Well, sometimes you got to to get it back. Yeah, a little ego death here and there. <laughs> hey, what are you going Ego yeah. death's the best. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. It's good for a reset. So, probably around two, 2003 or so is when I first... I realized that all my friends that were making music up here... I'd go out to their spot and they'd have a studio that was just like, cool. How the fuck do you guys have this studio? Like, this is like a real recording studio. And I realized, oh shit, y'all are doing the Humboldt thing. Yeah. Like, and so started getting work. That's like how I got. And they're like, lay away, man. <laughs> <laughs> Learned it from Kmart. So, uh, I mean, and like the friends that, I mean, I grew my first plants in 1998 as well, but that was down in Dixon. Yeah. So. But were you inspired to do that because you'd come up here? Um, I was inspired to do that just because we found some seeds in the bottom of that's a bag. That's how I got inspired yeah. to. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> hey, this will go in that yeah. garden I have in my backyard. It's a wonderful Johnny Appleseed type of vibe to it. I mean, people complain about it, but... Back then it was a positive. Everybody would hold on to it. Like, dude, I actually got... Well... I had dudes that would buy back seeds. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I kept what... them because I was like, why does he want these? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, back in the back in the day, every single bag you had had tons of seeds in it. Just, you know, like we were doing brown weed back then, so it was you'd get some good weed, and yeah. there'd be a seed in it. You'd be like, "Holy shit, this is a seed for like good weed." Yes, you know. Um, but a friend that I did that project with, which project? I, that's what I. Know, <laughs> that's how I still air do quotes. it. You can air, yeah, quote air quote what quotes, I do. Yeah. Yes. Um, so. uh Coming up here and, you know, seeing what everybody's doing, and it's like, I could come up to Humboldt and get paid 20 bucks an hour, which back then was just, like, yeah. unreal. Um, well, still kind of unreal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, get paid 20 bucks an hour to just, like, hang out and play with weed? Are you kidding me? And so I got into it, and I, you put that kind of carrot on a stick in front of me, I'm going to just keep going with it. So I very quickly... You know, got in pretty good with all the people that I was working with. Is you're like a person. Yeah, I didn't stop until the work was done. You yeah, know, kind of a thing because you know it was only so much work, and I needed all that sweet, sweet cash. So yeah. <clears throat> no, but um, came up in 2003 and started working with friends, and then probably I would say around 2006, I finally had saved up enough to rent a house and buy some equipment and. Started blowing it up myself, and then probably 2006 to when would you say it was? Did we finally shut it down? Like, yeah, I think like 2000, 2015. I think actually, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I don't know, 
Dates and by the rough. way, there's no one he's talking to. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just staring at the yeah. wall right now. It's crazy. <laughs> he's replying to somebody. I don't understand what's happening. No, it's so like, yeah, to about 2000, I would say 1415. Anyway. Um, but so, uh, then legalization started rolling in. Prices started just absolutely nosediving. Yeah. So, when no. you say blowing it up, though, when you first came here in 2006, what does that look like? From that, that was six single-ended thousand watts in a rented garage with an exhaust system that sounded like an F-14 taken off. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I was lucky that I'd worked for people who had been, they, they run Rockwell systems. Mm-hmm. Flood and drain, just Ooh, yeah, the uniformity yeah. of it. And so it was like, I, I'm lucky. I stepped right into it knowing exactly every single step that I was doing. It's a good plug-and-play system. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, you get set up, and especially if you have, like, a nutrient line that people have taught you on, it's super user-friendly. Well, and I'd worked, so in the, when I came up here in, like, 2006... I was working, a buddy of mine was working at Cutting Edge Solutions, which is a, oh, yeah. you know, you know, if you know, you know, <laughs> it's basically, I don't know. <laughs> so Cutting Edge Solutions is basically a ripoff of General Hydroponics three-part system, which is a salt-based fertilizer, really super powerful stuff, uh-huh. but super, super simple. Yeah. Like exactly like plug and play. Gotcha. Growing for dummies kind of stuff. Mm. So, hey. <laughs> so it was but lucky. very reliable. They have great products too, and you know we used to sell shit ton ton of it at the store. People really loved their cow mag. So yeah, yeah. No, I mean there's really nothing simpler, and I mean that's something that I've learned because I've gone because I did the rock wool three part mm-hmm. for years, and finally I was like, you know what? I'd rather make better weed. I'm gonna I'm gonna grow all organic. Thank Are you, you guys talking about speakers now? <laughs> <laughs> you said phosgate, rockwell, phosgate, rockwell. So rockwell is a medium that you can grow your plants in that is actually spun glass, and uh, so you can use it in hydroponics and flood tables. It's like a little cube of spun glass that your plant will grow it's like through. Fiberglass. Okay. And uh, the owner or our sales rep for Rockwell was like, actually, this is considered organic if you want to do that because, you know, it's just glass. And I was like, I don't think that's how that works. (laughs) Just sand. Organic sand. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. I mean, that's really what I came to figure out through going through like, oh, okay. Throughout the, well, take the tables, put them on the ground, get some dirt, get some pots. Let's go organic. Let's do this. Plants like organic, sure, but man, they fucking love rock wool and three Because <laughs> I mean, basically, the salt, a salt-based fertilizer, you're just imitating ocean water. I mean, that's really what it's kind of. It's not anything crazier. It's inorganic to some extent because it's not directly from the ground or whatever, yeah. but it's kind of. So definitely, I went through and was like making my own fertilizer. When I was working for Cutting Edge, we had like we were one of the first companies to pioneer um we called it Hum Tea, but 
compost tea at the I time. I loved hum tea. Um, so, wait, was that part of the whole Humboldt Wholesale Company, too, at the same time? Not not at this time, no. It was, okay. just, it was just John and... You guys. Sorry, sorry. What in hell? <laughs> <laughs> you just said John and them. <laughs> like, I, I'm, uh, stop it. Yeah, you got two guys that worked at grow shops here, so it's I know, get I know really... exactly. It's my brain just keeps going. What the <laughs> fuck are y'all doing? Um, but yes, I did like the Bounty guys. They made gray compost. It was one yeah. of the first, uh, you know, the their their hum tea stuff was kind of the first introduction or introduction induction for a lot of people into compost tea and doing that type of thing, which is something I love greatly. So. I thank you. But the fucking lingo bullshit you guys were talking. <laughs> God. Um, so, wow. So you came up here, put dipped your toe in a little bit, realized you really yeah. dug it, realized you could make some money. Were you more about the money than the plant at first? Oh, uh, it's 50-50. I mean, I've been couch surfing for years. I'm doing the band thing, you know what I'm saying? And yes. Not having any money. Yes, and I understand that. Yes. Sometimes not having weed, that's, you know, every once in a while you run out or can't get the hookup or can't get the money together. So it's like kind of the best of both worlds and a total science, you know. Just well, I'm going to, yeah, I was going to say, you have a mind for the details of things, which is, I think that's why I have to slow both of you down. <laughs> here because it is fun to watch you go back and forth because we're just like no no no, we need these bigger themes than we can't talk about microbes right now and you guys can do that as soon as we hit stop (laughs) (laughs) because literally like what you like the way you went about it you're like yeah i'm not gonna stop till the work's done you like were there moments on the mountain where you were like how often did you come down okay so for me luckily most of the people that i was working with we're attending, you know, the college just a couple years before. So the majority of the stuff that I've done has been indoors. So it's been in, you know, gotcha. just different garages around town and stuff like that. I mean, I've been out to the hill a few times, but I do not. <laughs> not your scene. Yeah. yeah. As much as I like shitting in a hole in the ground, you know. I mean, it's, sometimes... fun. it's fun like everything a couple of times. Yeah. There's exactly. a novelty to it. It shouldn't be a way of life. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I ultimately did outdoor the first couple seasons that I was out here, and then I was like, I like just having it inside by my television for after. So yeah. I completely understand that. Well, I mean, and the prices were that good back then that growing indoors, you could actually stand to make about as much money yeah. per. Especially yeah. off of six lights, too. Yeah, no. Things were good. I mean, it was like 32 was like mm-hmm. kind of low numbers back then. Yeah. I remember the first time we harvested and they're like, ah, 24? And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, 100% it broke my heart the first time I had to let something go for 25. And now I'm like, oh, if only I could get that 25, that sweet, sweet 25. <laughs> <laughs> they're That's- talking about per pound, everyone, if you just tuned in. <laughs> Sorry, talking about per pound. This is, this is I'm just glad I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> That's you're getting it. You're getting it. I'm getting. There's some. I was. We were talking before we started recording. Like the more we've done this, the more like as the week has gone by, 
the more I truly, and I've been up here, you know, a bunch. Oh, we, yeah. We're old friends at oh, this yeah. point. That this week has been this crash course in really understanding more of lingo and how you guys communicate. As this week has gone by, like, all these references you make in the county and geography and stuff, it's starting to make so much more sense. Yeah. And we've, like, we've even decided, like, oh, the first half of this, uh, we're going to have to come back and do Southern Humboldt now. Oh, yeah. Because it's, like, a different place and yeah. a different vibe. So, oh, we're 100%. like, we're going to come back in a couple months, and that'll be the second half of season two, which wasn't the plan until we came up here. No, it is. It's too different. I mean, I don't think... Actually, I don't know anymore. Back in the day, and I don't know if, I, if that was ever really true, but I know that there was animosity between the North and yeah, the South. Always, humans are so goddamn tribal. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially what we have the college up here, so we're like the spoil. Oh, you guys are just sitting inside. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. we're out here working the You guys the don't shit. have to I, shit I in holes. I see where that's been like, <laughs> fuck you clean motherfuckers up there. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. So, but, but then again, you don't know. Do I... Was that really how it was? I mean, yeah. I knew a couple of people working so hum that didn't seem to have any problems with it. So I never met anybody that was actually like that. I don't know. So don't come after me, please. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's. I just think it's like a. Like, there's just certain cultures that are different, even inside bigger little cultures. Oh yeah. Like there's micro cultures, and I think that's that was what we've realized. No, for sure. Which is fascinating because you're the. I think he. He, is he the first person we've talked to that's like just done like you've been like nope I'm just doing this pretty quick because everyone yeah, else mostly just you're the first indoor person that we've even really talked to here Aww. that's true yeah yeah. Thank which you. I feel more accustomed to too because I've mostly been indoor most of my life but um, yeah so that's dope what was it like when you decide to go towards the rec market I never made it that's like when that's... Well, you're working in it right Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, me personally, my contribution to yeah, yeah. being a producer, <laughs> I never made it. I never made it that far into the wreck. Um, basically, it was. I mean, market crashes. You know, prices go from solid easy twenty fives down to twelve hundreds if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I mean. I think I was telling you, like, that's my my last two pulls. I pulled everything, got it sent out, had my guy who moved everything for me. Always gets really good prices. Came back with 25, and I was okay with that. You know, again, not super stoked on it. And then my next pull. So, Billy, a pull is when you pull your... I, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I was just happy. I was like, I'm happy I don't have to ask him what that means. <laughs> I was being all cocky. I'm like, I know what that means. So, uh, but so, pull. You know, second to last pull was 25, easy. I mean, I think it was probably more 27, 28. But you know, yeah, that's, yeah. you get what you you can take. Yeah, you're over it. Um, take what you can get. Um, <laughs> you're clearly over it. <laughs> it's not sticking. The the <laughs> last pull uh, came back for 1,200. Like just same. Actually, a little bit better quality than the previous poll. Okay. How many months? Three months. So three months. In the space of three months. When I first got into this, I was like, you know, I'm going to give... Did you start laughing when he told you that? Um, Did you think he was kidding? No, because he, I, I he had texted he me. Sorry about that, ladies. He had <laughs> texted me before he was coming in. I was like, something's 
I just thought, oh, he didn't, you know, he didn't get, get it sold or something like that, you know, so he's going to come back and bring me back a couple duffel bags and we're going to have to wait another, for another, you know, opportunity to sell. And, you know, and that's the thing. I thought that I was going to cry. I thought I was going to be, oh, you know, yeah. like I'm emotional. Yeah. You know, I was actually quite relieved <laughs> and, and not, not <laughs> in one, in one aspect. Cause that's the one thing, like I was telling you guys, when you came out to the facility, it's like, when I see this much weed, when I see this much cannabis growing, I don't see a party. I don't see, you know, oh yeah, look at all that. I look, I see, look at all that fucking work. Oh my God, you know? Yes. So a part of me, I think that part of me, also, you can't, I, you can't go anywhere. You know, you're, yeah. you're tied down to this physical location. And I'd been tied down for, you know, good 12 years. Yeah. That's always been the complaint, especially of girlfriends of growers. They're like, you start dating them and you think you'll be able to go on fun trips and vacations, but plants don't take a holiday. Yeah. You're literally just there all the fucking time. Like, girls, women love that. Partners (laughs) love that. (laughs) So, I mean, part of me was really, some part of me was really excited about it. Of course, another part of me was devastated. I've spent the last decade of my life devoted to this thing and overnight literally wake up one day everything's good and gravy can't wait to get the next one going on get this i'm gonna get these strains to i can't afford to keep the lights on anymore and so a part of me was really excited of course there's the other part of me that's like and now what do I do? Now my work history has a 12-year gap in it, you know? <laughs> what have you been doing? Which I found, I, I did find it's a lot easier up here to mm-hmm. just kind of tell people, like, yeah, I've been working, but just not Well, they see the a gap and they're like, hey, where were you, where were you doing that at? <laughs> right. Where'd you take your, your gap decade at? Yeah. Right? Was, was there any thought in your mind, though, when it first happened of like, well, maybe I can do this in a cheaper way. Maybe I could do different things to try and make this, like... Because I did have some friends that when the market first started crashing, they were just like, oh, well, fuck it. I'm not going to play by number games anymore just because up there we were number of plants and they would just stuff their room or they would add on. And then some people who were organic were just like, fuck it. I'm going to put it full of tons of PGRs and just blow it out. I don't care if the quality goes down. I'll just have more of it then. No, I mean, there were, there were the thoughts. Um, I think for me, I think we were talking about this too, just like I'm no, I've, I noticed after a while that it's always just the next pull, just that next mm-hmm. one, and that's when it's going to be, that's when I'm really going to reap the war reward and everything's going to work out and everything's going to be. And I realized, like, it takes a lot of ego to, to grow weed, honestly. And like, I think finally, (laughs) yeah, it does. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, you know, if the numbers are working out, but I realized nobody was up front when I was working for all those people, when I first got up here, Mm. everybody was giving me the numbers of what they had intake in total, not how much they'd ever put out. Yeah. You know? And I think the stress of all that and, uh, you mean over, they, they don't brag about overhead. Not at all. They don't even know what that means a lot it, of the time. Yeah. Nobody goes, no, you know, mm-hmm. nobody goes to the grow shop and is like, hmm, let me do the math. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's like, oh, that thing, yeah, I need that thing, and I need a bunch of those. Like, 
it's really freewheeling kind of a lifestyle, you know? Just and drop I mean, a few stacks on the table and it's like, all right, just give me the things. Exactly. So I think that a part of me had grown a little bit resentful of like nobody warning me about that. Mm -hmm. So I think when it hit, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be the idiot that I was when I like jumped into this thing without thinking. Let me really sit down and think about it. And pretty quickly, I came up with like, nah, I don't think this is going to be... Mm. Pencilton margin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a Jimmy Buffett B-side. <laughs> so I think that like that's... After the crash or the bubble bursting, whatever you want to call it, I went into... I literally got the shittiest job in Humboldt, which is working... Actually, I shouldn't say... But uh, no, we want to hear. No, <laughs> working no for, we don't. Working for Sun Valley Bulb Farm. I don't even think they'd mind. I think they yeah, would agree. Yeah. Like, I mean, just working, making bunches of tulips out there at the. Because that's interesting. Because oh, you don't mean the company. You just mean the work was shitty. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I that's because in Eugene, the shittiest job that everybody eventually gets there is working at the call center. There's a huge call center downtown, and like when growers would like bust out back in the day or get busted, you know, in different ways, they'd be like, "Oh, gotta go work at the call center." Yep. No, exactly. <laughs> it's sort of it's like it's a job anybody can get. There's you're like working twelve hour days, seven day weeks, so you're definitely gonna get money. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, Those are some of my favorite jobs. <laughs> We're like, well, here it is, but you're gonna get this, and you're like. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Because I need exactly that. No. I mean, it's, I, I will say it definitely like saved my brain a little bit. Just knowing, like, okay, here's, I'm back now. I've got something that twelve out that twelve year gap now has one thing on it that's recent that I can go to the next place. Yeah. So I worked there for a while, and then I went to Target, and I was like, man, this is just not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it here, you know. Yeah. And so I think that coming into rec, well, and I worked at the grow shop, which is kind of an in-between kind yeah. of a jam. But it gave me an opportunity to not look at those last 12 years as having been wasted. Mm -hmm. And I've got like, oh, now I'm like useful in some way. Well, and that's what I've always said is cannabis was the first job that I ever had that I couldn't be replaced by a high school student within two weeks. No. Like before cannabis, I worked at grocery stores. I worked in warehouses and all those jobs you could be replaced within two weeks by a high school student. And this was like the first industry where I had knowledge that made me different than people that, you know, gave me a value in a market. So it's hard to let that go. It's hard to be like, okay, fuck it. No. No, and it really is. And like with this, I came out to. <clears throat> you seem happier. Definitely. Like, since like <laughs> I remember you sent me a text when you got hired here, because I maybe it was probably Chad said some shit when you were walking down the hall about me. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you were like, "Oh, this might be an all right place." <laughs> yeah, well, uh, so uh, I run into my buddy at the grocery store who I worked with at the grow shop, and I was like, "So you weren't still working at Asia?" Says, "No, I'm out here." At this facility, it's like, shit, are they hiring? Like, because, you know, I'm looking for something different. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you their number. And I called up, get the interview set up. And as I'm walking up, and I didn't, I didn't even see him. He was behind a truck. Just somebody yells, 
Don't put down Billy Wayne as a reference. Like, <laughs> like, that will not help you there. Yeah. That would not. You shouldn't do that in any Anywhere. job, really. No. Even comedy. Don't I mean, do that's, that. that was my response. Like, oh, there's no, no way. Yeah, Absolutely we're smarter no than <laughs> you passed the test. But I did know that if they were willing to put up with Billy Wayne, maybe I had a shot. Here, yes. You know? Yes. They're very patient people. <laughs> no, so. But I'm, I just mean, I, you know, like, you know when you, you, you know people and you come see them and you, you read their moods sometimes and you just see because you're only around them for a little bit and then you come back yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. man, I hope, I hope he gets through whatever he's going through. And like just your general demeanor, every time I saw you after that was like, yeah, you, you've always been just warm, but you, you were lighter once you got it back in. I didn't realize you had worked that much into cannabis before yeah. I met you. So, but I completely understand what happens now. It's like it's lighter. You get to do this thing that you that makes you complete yeah. in a way. It's just it was great to drive in the other day and see you sitting there. I was like, ah, this is the place in the thing <laughs> to put it all together. I don't know. No, badass. No, that's what I was telling. I was telling Matt. I was he's like, got, oh. yeah, he's got a cool jumpsuit. You got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was telling Matt, like, because I hadn't, because we'd we'd gone back and forth a couple times pre-pandemic. Yeah. You were going to tour. And I was like, yeah. come out and do the facility thing. And then I hadn't talked to Chad about it in forever. And I just, I walk out for my break. I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do when I go back in there? I just finished all my work. And like, I don't want to have to like find something to do. <laughs> I'm like, Chad, you, Billy, get a hold of you. And I was like, oh yeah, he should be pulling up any minute here. You're like, give him a tour. I'm like, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> yeah. Hanging out with Billy Wayne. Like, I'm, Hell yeah. Timing. Yeah. That's it. Special, that's that Humboldt magic. Yeah. Everybody's timing. Everyone's on a good wavelength, I think. There seems to be a... a there is a frequency here, I think. <laughs> it's if, true. If you allow yourself to hear it, it's good. I think there's some bad frequencies here, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, to nerd out a little bit... Do you want me to go? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you doing at the facility? So, I mean... Me personally, or the facility in the general? facility, and then you personally too. Well, at the facility, I mean, we're basically very standard cut and plug clones. Mm. The thing that's not standard about the facility is where the clones are coming from, which is from Humboldt DNA. One of the partial owners runs Humboldt DNA, which is a genetic tissue culture. Yeah, and yeah. explain it. <laughs> <laughs> so, genetic tissue culture is basically taking a very tiny small piece of the meristematic tissue which is the very brand new growth okay. <laughs> this is my fault i asked him to i just go ahead just to well basically instead of taking a clone cutting which is a standard you know mm -hmm. anywhere from an inch to three inches or so whatever however big you Depends take your cuts. on the man yeah exactly exactly no and nobody should be ashamed about the, having smaller and the age and his health. It's a lot of, a lot of factors. And, and genetics. And genetics. Yeah. Um, genetics yeah. also. Always the most important. Yeah. But basically, the idea is, to put it very simply, instead of taking that piece of plant material that looks like a smaller plant, you take the smallest, tiniest piece of plant material and start your clones from that, which is just, I mean, like a little pinhead sort of an amount of weed. Legitimately in a petri dish is how they usually do it, which is the coolest thing ever to see. Because usually what you do is you'll take a cutting of a branch, put it into you know either rock wool or some peat moss, gotcha. and then roots 
pop out of this. Instead, this is like a little piece of plant. And then from some of the ones I've seen, you have multiple plants growing out of it. So you basically put it into okay. a substrate. Like it basically looks like a little little dish of gelatin yeah. that's imbued with hormones. And we're usually use rooting hormones in genetic tissue culture. Usually you start out with branching hormones. So you put it in and it starts making more plantlets. Yeah. Then you take those little plantlets and separate them and then put those into rooting hormones to get them grown into plants. Like what, just like, so. How do you separate them? <laughs> you, you, you just cut them. Oh, so you can, it's not like as delicate and fine a process as I'm thinking in my head. I mean, it, it is. Take some it, precision. It, yeah, I mean, a little bit, but it's hard to explain. Basically, the idea is that like you've got a clump of like little tiny plantlets that are all grown together in this. Okay little chunk and you cut a little chunk off of that and then when you put that in whatever you're putting into the rooting hormone makes it drop like it's hot yeah exactly <laughs> and i mean we're talking one one plant from genetic tissue culture can cost up to six thousand dollars like if you're what it, yeah because ah, i'm in the wrong business <laughs> i need to be in a business i just learned about yeah no right i mean that i don't and, understand at all <laughs> And so, yeah, no. And so our plants don't cost that much because they're not actually the tissue-cultured plant. Yeah. We take those tissue-cultured plants, mother those out, and then take cuttings off of those. But the, like, so basically what you're doing is you're cleaning up the plant. Mm -hmm. When you have that small of an amount of tissue that's that new growth, the cell walls haven't opened up yet enough to get viruses and dirty pathogens in there. I don't know if pathogens is the... Pathogens yeah. is correct. Yeah. It works for me. <laughs> there's somebody listening out there like, what the fuck is this guy talking I about? I hope so. <laughs> I hope there's some super nerd out there. Like, These guys don't know they shit. They don't know what they're talking about. Like, well, email us and we'll have you on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like basically, and I mean like when we bring new tissue cultured plants into the facility, usually they're in that second room that we took you guys to. And it's like, you got to spray your whole self down with rubbing mm -hmm. alcohol. Cool. There's no getting into that room for a while because they want to keep them as clean as possible because it is amazing how much more vigorous these plants are when they don't have any of these viruses or... Well, humans too. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing, yeah. yeah. Very true, very true. Because, <laughs> yeah, especially like when you're taking cuttings off of mothers, like there's a DNA history. So especially if you've taken cuttings off of cuttings off of cuttings off of cuttings that entire history is going down the line of every six every single iteration of it so when you're doing you know you don't want the plants to carry that stress on and to spread that around so you try to keep it as chill as possible cool so that's what we're doing at the facility overall what i'm doing is the absolutely most boring thing that anybody could possibly <laughs> doing which is the metric system, California track and trace. It's yeah, the we're very aware. Er, er, trust us, <laughs> any grower we've talked to, metric comes out. It's never with a, I've never heard it said in a nice tone. <laughs> you will not, you will never hear that, I don't think. <laughs> but honestly, you're the first person that we've talked to who used to be in the black market days, who used to do, you know, well, the people's market, who used to grow the other way who is now in charge of metric. Like a lot of the people that we've interviewed 
have always done some other type of job and then they're like i'll do metric for you stoners who don't want to do things so it's impressive that you're doing the metric there i appreciate it well i mean and that's the thing it's like like you were saying about the cutting edge it's like if there's a new place that this is going then i want to make sure that i know what that next iteration is and you see a lot of these guys because i run their metric you know we send plants out to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and it tells you whether or not your metric that you've sent out is received in the other farm's metric there's a couple people out there that i can tell are just not fucking with it and they're going to have a little eye opener when the end of the season comes and they can't move anything or do anything with any of this <laughs> stuff because they haven't, according to the metric, they don't have it. Yeah. You know? Oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. And that's a lot of backtracking. Like, oh, oh, I meant to do it. I swear. Well, I've had to do taxes like that before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and it, it, they're, they're fairly, I think that they're the metric the people that put metric together, I think, are learning as much from us oh, yeah. as we are from them. That's good, though. Yeah. That they're willing to learn. Because, <clears throat> I mean, you can call them up and be like, so I'm in this part of the program. I'm trying to change this from a clone into a vegging plant. I'm hitting the button. Nothing's happening. What the fuck? And they're like, oh, shit. So wait a minute. Okay, so. So a plant does this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're just like, okay, so maybe y'all should have talked to somebody. Before he got started on this. Well, they were like, they just started talking to us about this is the kind of thing, right? Because we talked to, that's so, such an interesting point. You just, we talked to the fire marshal and he was talking about on whatever date he said, November 6th, I think it was, when it was, you know, Proposition 215 to where it became legal. And he said the next day he started getting phone calls about all this stuff. And he was, I was like, so you got... Nothing from the government or anything about this change that's about to happen and what to, and he was like, nothing. One day, nothing. Next day, people are like, what do I do here, here, here to protect myself? And he was like, hold, and it sounds like they're still doing that with this. Well, yeah, I mean, we, all, all you've got to go by is the California regulations, which can be interpreted a number of ways. Like, yep. I, I'm, I also do That's co- a cool thing about law, right? Yeah. It's the coolest part of our system. We've heard a lot about interpreted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody does a different version of metric, too. Like, it's a... And, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like, so I'm running compliance as well. So you get, you know, a $10,000 fine for not having you know, this plant registered into metric, whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, nobody knows is that you've got 30 plants over here that are not registered. Do you get a $10,000 fine or do you get a $10,000 fine times 30 kind yeah. of a thing? <laughs> so it's like doing compliance. You're like, I would just feel better if we made sure all these were registered because I don't know which one they mean. <laughs> Those are different amounts. <laughs> slightly, slightly different ballgame. Yeah. Is this a fee or are we done? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, so one of the nice things about Oregon is at least every metric person that I've talked to, like whenever somebody does get fined or does something does happen, they usually hear about it through the grapevine or the emails that the OLCC, which you know is in charge of us, puts out. Um, have you heard of any like large farms just being like fucked 
by you know metric I have and it personally, issues. and everything that I have heard is that if you do something that's in violation, they'll get to you and be like, "Hey, you filled this out, but it was supposed to be like this." Yeah. When you put, you know, what's mixed with your waste material, we didn't mean like this. We meant this. Mm. You got 30 days to kind of start doing it this way. Yeah. That's and nice. Yeah. Honestly, that's what they do with us, too, is, like, we've had the OLCC out, but um, they were, like, a few things being, like, hey, could you check this out? Maybe, you know, do it this way. And we are like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, but there have, like, it almost seems like when they do know that somebody's trying to kind of, like, fuck around, that's when they're, like, I'm, we're going to bust you for it yeah. type of thing. But they they did recently have Listen, a lot as more. as a parent... All that makes sense. <laughs> that's a good way to do everything. It's like, hey, what was your intention? That's because that's kind of what you're punishing more than anything else. For sure. But now they have a lot more people who they're sending out into the field to check up on us. Is that going on here in California at all? We've gotten... Fuck, they're listening right now, and they're going to be like, oh, okay, we're going to stop giving you notice. We've gotten notice. <laughs> I hope that'd be cool if they were listening. <laughs> you know, right? Hey, if you're listening, hit subscribe, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't just loiter. They really talk about it on our Patreon if you want all the answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Level three. Level three. <laughs> no, so, but we've gotten, we've gotten warning. We've gotten warning, and... The last time they came out, they were, they said that we had the best tagging they've, they'd ever seen. So it was just like, okay, we're good. We're good. But then again, also two days later, they sent us the list of everything we were fucking up. So I was like, <laughs> okay, so we, we did good tagging, but we like, fucked yeah, all this. Like, hold on. That's yeah. not a huge compliment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's cool that they're working with you because yeah. uh, we're a couple of years in now and, you know, there's, I've only heard of a few places that were actually shut down because they're like you guys aren't listening and aren't even trying so we'll find you into oblivion which i'm glad that for the most part it seems like they're trying to be chill and work with no people. i mean and at this point it's like they can't they can't make money off of somebody that they shut down sort of a thing you know it's like at this stage in the game with how early and new this and how confusing and how much it changes i don't yeah. know if you like metric you'll get I'll come in one day and there'll be a bulletin up on the software just like, oh, hey, by the way, check the envelope because shit's totally different now. <laughs> <laughs> we changed everything that you learned the last couple. Of yeah. <laughs> so I think they're being lenient and just trying not to shut down. Any, if you're tr Basically, if you're trying to work with them, they're going to try and work with you at this point. I don't know if they're going to go full on Kalosha on us or what, yeah. you know, but. I mean, when the, when the market kind of dropped out in Oregon at least they were definitely they stopped giving out new licenses so like there's like a couple hundred people waiting in the queue to even get a license which I have friends who have farms who are like hey it's been two years let me know so I did notice that once that started happening they were a little bit more hardcore on like totally hey if you don't deserve to be here we're going to get you out of here yeah. so but it seems like here it's a little bit more wide open. <laughs> just it's Humboldt. There's, there's always going to be a dog there's always going to be some somewhere. dog or <laughs> somebody yelling or the siren trying to find parking. Uh, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. They, what do you think people get wrong 
about or they leave out or they miss when they talk about Humboldt County? Huh. I haven't been out of it so long. I don't know what 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 are they all saying. <laughs> um, a lot. Yeah. Some of it. Not. Well, too I mean, good. okay. So I'm sure you've heard this a lot. Murder Mountain, all that kind of stuff. That isn't. I mean, the kind of what they're portraying on. That's kind of the one thing that I know that's made it out of here. About here, like the whole Murder Mountain thing is kind of blown out of proportion. That's not. And I mean. When I first came here, they're like, don't go, don't walk off the trail in the woods, you know, there's going to be booby traps, and I'm sure that happened. But uh, for the most part, you know, it's a pretty chill, I mean, it's like people growing corn, you know, yeah. up here, at least, at least nowadays and for a while now. I mean, I guess also, yeah, now I'm trying to think of like, Anybody I know on the hill that doesn't have guns, but, you know. <laughs> hey, where I'm from, everyone has guns, too. Yeah. And four-wheelers. There's, there's, there's a mountain in my hometown, home county, that, my, that we, did, we were told not to go up in high school. And we went up there for sure. And then we came back down real fucking fast <laughs> because we were like, oh, why would you live? Oh, they don't want people to. So... When I watched Murder Mountain, I recognized the Humboldt part that they got right, and then I recognized like this isn't this isn't particular shit to Humboldt. This is hillbilly shit. That's just anywhere like isolation yeah, shit. Yeah, anywhere well, outside of the um, major metropolitan area. This is hillbilly that's stuff. That's what's gonna happen. And yeah. and also too, parts of Murder Mountain remind me of Oregon, of course, too. You know, not even specifically being on the mountain, but it just seems like there's a stark difference between those who view this place as a community who want to reinvest and who are a part of it and just want to be chill. And there's people who hear dollar signs and run in. And sometimes that just doesn't work out well for them. In, in, the in math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot that seems to be a common theme that that people kind of don't put together. Sometimes yeah. when they when they put it because that's what I found out like anyone that has like a negative story or a bad experience it's either some other substance is also involved oh yeah so that's mostly what's fueling the money I mean for a while I think what was it prop four fifteen is that two fifteen two fifteen yeah that everything went wild for a little bit yeah yeah and then legalization calmed everything down. Uh, from what I'm understanding, correct? It, it also wrong. reignited the black market too, though, or the people's market. But in a market. healthier way. I mean, it definitely. I think that it was sort of like a culling, you know. The yeah legalization hit, and it took a bunch of people out, and people that were there for a fast buck or just whatever. Yeah. And then the black market, the people's what would you call it? The people's, people's market. The people's market started to reemerge, and those were the dedicated people who. You we're know. in it for the plant and the yeah. lifestyle. The yes. yes, got you. Yeah, they're not.
See? See what I'm talking about where there's like a couple times I should have shut up, but I think you guys were... I was just reining you in. It would have been too much. It's just so cool. Like, that's the one thing that I see down there especially is technology's a lot more just... Everything's a little bit grander down there in California, what they're doing. Like, the fact that they have a tissue culture lab just blew my fucking mind. Like, that's something when I first heard about it, like, three or four years ago, I was like, that sounds amazing, but that sounds insanely expensive. And they're like, we got that out back, you know, no biggie. I was just like, you motherfuckers. I also like that, like like he said, too, that they have, like, 19 owners. Because that's such a farming <laughs> way to do stuff, too. Because even my grandpa, like, er, they, everyone had a different piece of equipment because equipment's expensive. So when he would bail hay, he would have to go borrow this. You know, he had one piece of equipment, and then so-and-so had this thing, so he'd have to bring it over, and then have to bring this thing over. And I was like, oh, that's just how it works. And every, every type of farming is going to be like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool that they're doing that collectively. And especially with the people that we know involved in that, they don't have outside guys dumping money into it or anything like that. It is essentially grown local. It seems like it's just all homies around there in this big. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. You did the name. I did the thing in it. You did it. That was good, dude. But it is it like it. Hopefully, maybe the third tier you guys can go to California with us. But it's definitely just like a huge cannabis compound, basically. Like it's a big yeah. industrial <laughs> park. Humboldt County is ah, <laughs> oh, you're. It's so true. It's like a cannabis compound when you just walk <laughs> through and I feel good in here. And you're like, yeah, you do. So happy. And we'll be They're posting doing... pictures on the Instagram and Twitter, you know, showing you guys what it was like there. Um, it was for sure the biggest mother room that I've ever been in. So that was... Me insane. too. I was like, I was blown away. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't even know if that's true. I've been in a lot of weed rooms that are big and I don't even know like if... Like, I'll probably get a text from somebody who's like, nah, dude, I took you in Nevada in that in the mother room. You're like, I guess. But now you know what a mother room is, right? I don't. No, I don't. Damn. That's the thing. Even when you guys were talking about it, I was like, I don't know. I don't remember which room they're talking about. Is it well, the one where I was like, I did the lights? I counted the lights? No. See? That's what I've been <laughs> picturing the whole time. The mu- well, we'll break it all down on the dime bag episode, and okay. I'll explain. I'm going to listen place. for a while until I get mad and throw my phone. Maybe I should have like a few questions at the end of each episode just to see what has Billy learned this week. Why would you just want to embarrass me at the end? <laughs> I know it's fun for everybody else, but it was like I'm learning. I'm very open. I'm not an arrogant person about this. I'm not being like, hey, let's bring him down a peg. He's acting like he knows stuff. That's no, I was my hoping position. to showcase it. I just nah, wanted to showcase it. Let's put him. Let's put him to the test. <laughs> no, the only test I want. I, you know what test? I can, I can smoke weed and tell you if it's good or not. I'll pass that test. Man. I've never I seen anybody a, a motherfucker of a consumer. 
I've never seen anybody do as quite a job as you do when it comes to that. See, thank you for building me back up. <laughs> I'm honest with it. <laughs> you are no, one of the good, best. You're a good dad. <laughs> you're one of the best cannabis smokers that I've ever met. You should do it professionally, if I'm being honest. I about keep it. telling people that, and I keep trying. It's <laughs> cannabis cups. They should invite us. Without a doubt, we know our shit. I play dumber than I am, motherfucker. <laughs> what are you growing now? Is hey, so you were showing pictures of that Gatorade shit? Oh yeah, the Gatorade. Is, how do they just name it stuff like that? Illegally. Okay, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I was just curious. <laughs> That's not something like. So when you put it into a dispensary, you got to like take out vowels and replace certain letters so it doesn't actually say Gatorade on it because yeah, there's so it's that like a hardcore. parody kind of thing, right? Exactly. Yeah. You got to do the nudge, the wink wink and the <laughs> but um yeah, you can't you can't really do that. <laughs> That's really funny that the comedy and weed have tied into like actually the way you guys do parody is the same. We use the same laws to name shit. <laughs> it's all the same laws, but yeah. So we got the Gatorade out. That one turned out fantastic. We had a wonderful photo shoot with an endurance energy drink in the background, hazed out so that you couldn't see what it actually was. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so that's that's right. You gonna fly up for it? because I mean we can go over to next level or you know the herbal connection if you want to. Here's the thing, the Legiant. I think they're gonna let me fly the plane now. That's how. <laughs> that's how. Not good. Their business that's is how right bad. <laughs> so we just load up. I'll fly back down. I think it's they're gonna charge me eleven dollars, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna refund me. Um, for the gas and stuff. I guess that's insane. Well, I mean, we do have some gas coming up too. You have gas. Yeah, just straight gassy gas. weed. Just straight gassy oh. ass weed. I was like, that's what Two Chains talks about. <laughs> <is> that gas. <laughs> well, we're doing the Max Stomper right now, and that's super gassy. It has, you know, a little bit of some lemon funk in it too. So, but um, but it's mostly that diesel, right? Yeah, just straight funky funk funk. Are you? Do you like that? Do you prefer that? Um, not really. I like a lot more fruit. Um, I do like the ice cream cake. Like, so this is me and Alex were talking about this at work today. If you want to go off on another level, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I have problems with sometimes the way that my brain works in describing cannabis because like some people will describe certain smells and aromas of cannabis one way. But in my brain, it works a different way. So, like, the more fuely, kind of gassy, cushy smell, I claim it smells like sandpaper. Just the smells way... Smells like sandpaper? Well, the way that sand... Like, if you could think in my brain of sandpaper slowly dragging across the back of your nostrils, like, where you smell everything, kind of like a dry kind of dragginess that's how some of those flavors smell to me oh so just like not good no really good like it's nice oh. 
but there's like a dryness to it like a beautiful dryness but i don't know smells smells i feel like sometimes hit people differently and to me that's why i think those terpene profiles affect me differently than it affects some people so yeah your chems your chemicals are different all my my chemicals are insanely different than most people i think nah probably not as much as you think (laughs) this is probably the same but i like that and then anything fruity fruity is one of my favorites i like fruity too diesel it is depends on the strain Mm -hmm. because i and it's not a lot i don't care for diesel a lot if i'm being honest because it smells like fucking gas (laughs) what's that gatorade smell like it is just straight fruit like it's so a lot of times with different fruity weed it'll be fruity in in ways in which it's either so pungent it almost makes your eyes water a little bit mm-hmm. yeah um that's what the gatorade is to me like cool. that's it's like, like, that. like like because the room that we have coming down here soon is the empire apple and it just smells like the most artificial like sour apple type of thing like a that jolly rancher kind of thing almost to the point where like it makes your eyes squint a little bit when you walk into the room with it see that sounds awesome <laughs> a great i want to fly up for that I mean, just I'll... to walk in the room and be like hey guys it's just crazy <laughs> well and i mean i hate to say this to any of the consumers or listeners but you guys only get weed when it's half as nice. When it's alive on the fucking plant and walking in there every single day for the aromatherapy, like the weed only it gets is. less cool from that point there. Like the amount in which I feel I get high every day just sniffing weed is insane to me. So that's why you guys should grow your own. Yeah, no, without a doubt. It is that smell. And then, uh, yeah, because walking into your place every time, every it's just every time I'm like, I just, come on. And then sometimes <laughs> I'll be, like, sometimes around L.A. you'll walk past a place that you're like, oh, they're growing in there. And I just want to just knock on the door and be like, hey, I'm like, I'm really cool. So I'm cool. Can I just walk? I just want to walk in the room and just smell it for like five minutes. And then I'll go on about my day. I'll, I'll just feel better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I'm not. We're not at that level of of weed fame yet, where I can just walk in a grow room and they're like, "Hey, it's grown local, dude." <laughs> I know that, that my, guy. <laughs> that's my goal. That's my goal for the podcast is is for us to be able to walk into any grow in the world, and they're like, "It's the dudes." And we're like, "Hey, guys, what you growing?" Well. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, it should never be that way. They should be immediately concerned about pathogens and other types of insects coming in on your clothing or just being worried. I was speaking metaphorically. Metaphorically. See, I can talk about terms (laughs) and I can break shit down in my world. Okay? You can talk about metaphors. You can talk about similes. (laughs) Talk about alliteration. I can do that shit. I'll dime bag the most boring English <laughs> literature fucking. I'm not good at grammar at all. <laughs> uh, I've fought it my whole life. It's just in there. <laughs> so, uh, 
Hey, did that white did white label ever do that stuff? Oh yeah, that stuff. Yeah, it's gone Is already. It? Come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, it sells out really quick. White Label, whenever they make anything, it goes so fucking quick. It's insane. I'm just going to... Next time they make your stuff, I'm going to Venmo you money. You just leave it. And next time I'm up there, just have. So I can grab it. I'll keep it in the freezer for you then, buddy. Don't yes. worry about it. Perfect. That's... And I, I, it's my fault. I didn't. I thought it was still because like I got time. And you're like, no, it's... No, they dropped it. Ten seconds ago, and it's gone. <laughs> well, don't worry. They got plenty of other great stuff coming out, especially since it's harvest season. Tons of the stuff's about to come down from all the farms that made it, and it's going to be some delicious stuff. So also check out Benson Arbor. That's one of the bigger farms here in Oregon. Oh, yeah, those guys are cool. They're yeah. cool as fuck. They, they just donated a shit ton of money to all the... Uh, support groups for all the farms who have lost everything, which is super important, and it's beautiful to see community taking care of each other that way. I think they raised close to a hundred grand. Oh, that's awesome! Pretty badass. Thank you guys. Thanks for listening. I love you Thanks guys. Thanks for being patrons. Grow your own. Thank you, Slee. Slee.